Welcome to Engaging Culture, a podcast presented by Bridgeway Christian Church. I'm Brian Kiley. On this episode, we'll be talking about how to represent Christ in public schools. I'm joined today by Heather Johnson, Bridgeway's missional community coordinator, who's also the parent of three children who've attended public school, and Ashley Saren, a longtime Bridgeway attendee who's worked as a middle school teacher and currently works in the Placer County Office of Education. We'll be talking about different opportunities that exist within the public school system for Christian students and families to be a light for Jesus in their community. What are some practical ways to show God's love? What are some of the challenges of the public school setting? What do we need to be careful to avoid? All of that and more on this episode of Engaging Culture. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to season two, episode 26, the final episode of season two of the Engaging Culture podcast. Glad to have you with us. Thank you for listening. I am joined not by Lance Hahn today, who is down at Biola University pursuing his doctorate, but I am joined by my friend Heather Johnson. Heather, thanks for being with us. Hello. She is now, I don't. I was thinking about this earlier. Uh, you sometimes see like different shows. We'll talk about a frequent guest and refer to them as a friend of the show. You have now been on three episodes <laughs> of the Engaging Culture podcast. I don't know if we can call you officially friend of the show, Heather Johnson. Are we friends? Sure. I mean, we're friends in real life, but like, yeah. you know, are you friends of... Anyway, we're just going to move on from that because that's just a weird <laughs> thing to say. And Ashley Saren, who attends Bridgeway, serves on the worship team, has served in a lot of other capacities, was involved in BYA when I first met you many, that's many, right. many years ago. Yes. Uh, Let's see. Tell us more about what you do. Middle school. You've been a middle school teacher. You are with the Office of Education. Yes. So uh, thank you so much for having me. I was actually a high school English teacher school. for about Dang six it. years. That's okay. You were close. Um, yeah. So I taught high school English for about six years in a variety of schools. And then I currently work now for the Placer County Office of Education, as you said. Uh, and I go around, I travel around California and I support uh, teachers and administrators in school sites and at district offices. So. Awesome. Yeah. So really look forward to hearing more of your perspective. I think it's sort of fun on today's episode. We're talking about uh, representing Christ in the public school setting. And we all have sort of different ways that we are involved or have been involved in public schools. Mm -hmm. Uh, You, Ashley, as a high school teacher and then now with, with the Office of Education traveling all over the state, you've been able to see a lot of public schools from that perspective. Uh, Heather, you having one child who has graduated, another child who is about to graduate, and then a third who is <laughs> who is in the middle of high school, you have been an involved parent yes. for uh, for a lot of years was, as your kids have gone through the, the school system. And you've been on the, the charter side for, yes. mo- I don't know how much of that, but a lot. A lot yeah, of it, um, right? 99% of it, There yes. you go. So you've been in sort of the charter side of public schools. And then I have got young kids, a first grader and a kindergartner, who were just finishing out our first year in in a public school. So just, I don't know, it'll be sort of interesting to see the different yeah. perspectives we have based on kind of the angle yeah. that we've been able to, to look at. So uh, I think that's interesting. Hopefully everyone else will as well. Uh, so real quick disclaimer. I, I, I have tons of questions that I want to I get to with uh, for, for Heather and Ashley. But quick disclaimer just for all of you that are listening. Uh, just so you know kind of what we're not doing on this episode is, is, number one, we're not going to directly address some of the controversies uh, regarding health and sexual education in public schools. There's a lot going on with curriculum in those areas. Uh, lots of controversy, lots of emotion, lots of strong opinions. That's a very important issue that we may well discuss on a future episode, uh, but that is simply not what we're going to talk about today. And I personally have not done enough research myself to have an educated opinion on that subject, and I try my best. 
to not offer public opinions <laughs> that are not at least a little bit educated. Uh, and then, uh, and then, second, this is absolutely not an episode that is about advocating for public education over and against other forms of education. Uh, we know that some families choose public school, some families choose private schooling, some families choose uh, Christian schools, uh, whereas other families choose to homeschool. And there are good reasons to choose all of those options. And certainly my belief is that uh, educational choices for children, those are deeply personal for all families. And and certainly my, I would support any family to have the freedom to make the decision that they make is best for them and best yeah. for their children. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine the two of you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. So so this is not about, oh, hey, you all need to send your kids to public school at all. This is merely acknowledging the reality that the majority of families end up in public school in one form or another. So for those who have already made that choice, we want to help them maximize the kingdom impact and kind of what they're able to do on campus. So uh, private school families, homeschool families, we love you and fully support uh, your educational decisions, uh, even though this episode is about public schooling specifically. So with that, I am tired of hearing my own voice. So Heather, <laughs> we'll start with you. Can you talk a little bit about your family's experience in the public school system over the last uh, several years, just with your children and, and everything else you've been a part of? Yeah. And I actually it was thinking about it that I need to start uh, even further back uh, just by saying that uh, I became a Christian uh, at 17 in a public high school because of the witness Mm -hmm. of other um, Christians (laughs) in that environment. And so it deeply impacted me and my passion for the public school system because I just feel like I am a believer because of the witness of Christians in the public school system. And so That's it just cool. shaped me in a, in a deep and profound way. Um, and I've just always had that heart and that passion for the public school system, I think, because I was a kid that needed Jesus. And yeah. I just had faithful witnesses around me that were just super fun um, and presented a gospel mes- message. So uh, it just it awesome. starts there. And I feel like... Um, that we've been involved, yeah, we've just been involved in the public school system since my son was in first grade, uh, which was 15 years ago. I had to, I had to count it. <laughs> um, and we've been involved on all different levels, uh, whether it be you know working in the classroom, serving in the you know serving on a committee. Um, I'm currently a, a parent student partnership board member, which is the first time I've ever served in a on a board. Um, but just, I kind of feel like my husband and I have done it all except for teach or be an administrator. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, and yeah, we just love, we love our school and feel like it's been the right choice for us, for each of our three kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And it's been it's been fun even obviously you and I work together very closely so we're constantly talking about all sorts of things uh, not the least of which is uh, the sort of the joys and stresses that come yeah. with our various ways we've been involved in in school. So it's been fun to kind of hear hear some of that and you know there are there are joys and there are Yes. Yeah. 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 And so many different seasons. I think that's the fun thing about being having been involved for 15 years is I have, you know, just done a variety of different things and some have worked great and some haven't. And we can talk about that later. Yeah. No, that's great. So then now, Ashley, you've got one little one who Mm -hmm. is not yet of of school age. So your perspective is different in that you haven't seen it from the parent point of view, but you have seen it from the teacher point of view. And then now 
I mean, what would you say, the Office of Education point of view? I mean, it's not yeah, really administrative. It it's, it's on, okay, it, it, I guess that is administration, the administrative yeah. level. Mm-hmm. So you've got a unique insight in terms of just the sheer variety of contexts that you've seen, yeah. whereas a parent is limited to, to one or maybe a mm-hmm. few schools. You've seen a bunch. So I don't want to put words in your mouth here. So talk about just sort of your experience in yeah, those two absolutely. Seats. So the my experience in the classroom is, of course, kept within the four walls of the classroom. Sure. So I know exactly how I presented myself and and uh, how I was ministering to my students and how I was also, you know, maintaining legal rules and everything that, that that comes along with that. Um, but then when I, I had the opportunity to move to the County Office of Education, I, I have more experience with policy mm-hmm. and with context and with leading entire school districts and entire school systems. And when you have new legislation that comes down, where does it come from and how do we get it out into the classrooms and how do we share with all of our stakeholders and our parents and our students of what that legislation is and so forth. And I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of teachers and and administrators across California. And that has been such an incredible perspective that really just validated how I already felt about the public school system. So Mm -hmm. um, I am I am a huge proponent of the public education system, and I know every family um, gets to choose what's right for them. And uh, for for me, I'm a huge proponent of public education. And when I got the opportunity to work with so many, such a variety of schools, we have low socioeconomic, we have high socioeconomic, just a variety of schools, variety of of areas. I've seen that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Everything that I felt about public educators is actually true across <laughs> the state. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, and I'm excited neat. to share a little more about that later on in this episode. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's uh, uh, I think that's great, and it's it's so fun. I mean, it's so often in in so many different environments where you can think something about about an institution, and then you sort of see the behind the scenes, and it makes you go, "Oh boy!" Like, and mm-hmm. I've heard stories of people like in church saying that, like, "Oh man, I loved my church until I started volunteering and yeah. saw what it was like back in, behind the scenes." So it's it's always great when you can say, "Man, I I had this positive view." Mm-hmm. And then I saw way behind the scenes, and it only reinforced mm-hmm. that sense of positivity, which is pretty, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, to briefly kind of share share my own my own background, like I said, I have I have two kids, first first grade and kindergarten, and uh, my wife and I made the decision to go the the public school route because, as a pastor, my kids are in Christian environments a lot, which is great, and I'm super grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, wanted them to kind of have have the experience of being in a little bit more uh, diverse environment, and uh, and we wanted to be in a in a school in our neighbor in our neighborhood. That was important to mm-hmm. us. We'd been in private preschool where it's like families from all over, which is okay, but it makes mm-hmm. it hard to form relationships. We wanted to have the same kids on the soccer team or the kids we see at school, and, and on and on it goes. And and then also we've just kind of made the effort to then not only have our kids at school, but. Uh, just to be involved, we so we teach PE every other Friday in my son's kindergarten <laughs> class, and and I've volunteered for a few class parties. Just try to arrange my schedule yeah. so that I can you know get out and do that in both kindergarten and then in first grade. I went on a field trip with the first graders, mm-hmm. and uh, and even it, it, even situations like that, I've had parents ask me. Literally, had a parent ask me on a bus once. So what kind of job do you do that you can just get away in the middle of the day? <laughs> I'm like, well, <laughs> I guess we're having this conversation yeah. now. So anyway, so yeah, so we cool. and we love our school. We're fortunate to have a great school with great administrators and teachers and and a lot of lot of believers, which is fun. So um, Heather, 
would love to hear now, because uh, I know this is just, and you even shared with some of your personal testimony how, yeah. how this is a big deal to you. Uh, what are some ways that you've sought to be intentional uh, about just viewing the school setting as an opportunity for, for ministry? Yeah, I think um, it comes, well, one, we just spend a lot of time there. <laughs> you know, I mean, as a mom, the the school is is where you're at. It's where you're dropping your kids off. It's where you're picking your kids up. Your kids are spending hours and hours and hours of the day there. Um, so it kind of was just a very practical thing for me, too, um, that that's where my family was invested. And so I wanted my heart and my time to be there as well, not just drop my kids off. Um, but it also, it, it, it comes back to scripture for yeah. me in, in a lot of different ways. I mean, I just love in Acts where it says, you know, you shall be my witnesses. And it mm-hmm. starts in Jerusalem. You know, it's like we're called yeah. to be witnesses in the here, in the now, in the places that were strategically placed. And so I've always uh, just kind of internalized that, that, you know, whether it be my neighborhood, whether it be my school, whether it be the the grocery store that I'm at every week, that I really am called to be a witness, to be an ambassador, a representative of Jesus in that environment, mm-hmm. in the same way that my kids are, are called. Um, when my kids are younger, it was, I mean, obviously they're witnesses and ambassadors, but... Um, I'm, you know, it was more me coming onto campus as a representative of Jesus. And now that my kids are older, it's more me equipping them to be the representatives of Jesus in their environments because they're in high school and college. So it's different. Um, But I just, I feel like I've always felt sent to the school that I'm there for a purpose and, and God has something there and he's working and, and I just want to be a part of that. I just want to see what he's doing and I want to, I want to love people well and and serve. Yeah, that's great. Now, something that, that you and I were talking about even just just yesterday that I know is really huge on, on, on your heart, and, and I think this is an important sort of training component for, for other parents who are saying, hey, I want to I wanna represent Christ on my child's campus. Uh, I, I love the way you've articulated this, uh, but you've talked about how uh, you don't want to be going into the school with some sort of ulterior motive. Like, you're not stepping in to serve with some sort of ulterior motive. Can, can you talk a little bit more about the way that you've thought through that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just, it's really important for me to know um, why I'm there. You know, it's that I'm not there with with an alternate agenda or to proselytize or um, that I'm just really coming as a servant. Um, And I'm coming as a volunteer. That's really important to me, too, because I work with volunteers here. and, And as a volunteer parent, I have to remember that I, I have a parent's perspective and that's really limited. It's valuable, but it's limited. And so I just want to make sure I'm not, I'm kind of checking my motives at the door and making sure that I'm coming to serve. I'm coming to love. I'm not coming with an agenda and I'm asking the questions to figure out is, is what I'm offering meeting a need or is what I'm offering, try to, trying to meet my own need, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, no, I, that, that's, that's a real servant's heart to make right. sure that I don't necessarily have an agenda I'm trying to push. I just want to serve and love and, and just be a part of the community as a volunteer. Yeah. That it's not on the one hand, you're not going into it because you are needing some sort of validation. Right. And on the other hand, that to say, I'm, you're going, you're viewing it as ministry, but it's not like you're going in and saying, well, okay, if I don't, if I don't lead three people to Jesus today, or if I'm not super o- overt, or some can even be combative in yeah. the way that they're, they're talking about their faith, that somehow that's, 
a failure, right? Yeah. Like that's not the perspective that we want. I mean, something that I've always thought as we've volunteered in different ways is I've just, if, is I've thought, okay, I want the kids to think I'm fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want the teacher to think I'm fun. And 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 not because of me, but because I want them to know that I'm someone they can rely on to yeah. be positive yeah. with them. Uh, you know, what they really think of me is not that's not my concern. Uh, and then I want the teacher to be glad that I or that my wife and I are there. Yeah. And they just know, OK, these people are going to be easy. Yeah. They're going to do what they came here to do. They're going to do high quality. I can expect them to be prepared. Yeah. And we're just going to have fun. That's what we're going to. And you know what? If that lays the groundwork for spiritual conversations right. later on. Awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. But like, let's start. Hey, gosh, man, if, if everyone at Western Sierra is thinking, oh, Heather Johnson's involved, it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that'd be Which, an awesome yeah. reputation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, you know, that's your reputation, right? I mean, yeah. that's your reputation here. So I just assume that's what it yeah. is everywhere. <laughs> now I'm teasing you and you're <laughs> yeah. giving me the um, look of, but, hey, shut yeah. up now. <laughs> All right. So we'll move on. Um, Ashley, same question for you. I mean, in what ways has has your role as a as a teacher and administrator mm-hmm. been an opportunity for for ministry for you? Well, very similar to what Heather said. It's especially in a public education as a classroom teacher in public education, there are very specific separation of church and state, right? Yeah. And to be honest, I would I would not want a teacher teaching my kids their own personal viewpoints on things. So sure. I am not going to do that with even my if own they students, aligned with yours, even right? if they yeah. aligned with mine, and um, but especially if they didn't, right? Mm-hmm. So I I would not be comfortable with that. So I never. That's not what I did, uh, but I just. I just, I loved them. Yeah. And I feel like our greatest witness is not going in and saying, hey, I'm a Christian and you have to do X, Y, and Z. Our greatest witness is to show them God's love. And so I I showed them God's love and I showed God's joy continually. I actually had a student one time say to me, like, man, you are, you're just so positive and joyful all the time like nothing bad has ever happened to you has it I'm like oh man you have no idea (laughs) that's not the case but it opens up those conversations and um, there are very specific as a classroom teacher you are allowed to be personally be a Christian and and when I share examples I would talk about how I was at church over the weekend or how I sing on the worship team or whatever it may be just talking about my personal life and um, constantly giving love and care and compassion to students and I would have a few students who would come up after, uh, and it, again, it was high school and they would come to me during lunch or at breaks or whatever. And they would share with me, Hey, you know, I know that you're a Christian. Like, would you, would you pray for me for this, that, or the other thing? And it's just from my testimony of who I am on the same. Now I'm not in the classroom anymore, but on the same token as with everyone who's listening, you have, you're in your own sphere of influence, wherever that may be. Yeah. And it's your, whatever the job is, like my husband, a businessman, right? In the right. office, your responsibility is to show Christ in everything that you do. And so my colleagues, again, I'm not flaunting it or proselytizing or doing yeah. any of those things, but they know, they know where I stand and they'll share something. Oh, that's so great. I'll pray for you. Or, oh, what a blessing from God. Or, and that's just my, that's how I talk. And yeah. so that's how I've been able to minister to my colleagues and to my students as well. Yeah. And I, I, can I say one more yeah, thing please. too? And I think that it's really important. I, I really, for me, that word invest is really mm-hmm. critical yeah. because I'm, I, I mean, you and I have talked about this. It's the, it's, it's a long-term relationship that yeah. you're investing in. Yeah. I might only have this 
teacher for a year, but we have been involved in the same school mm-hmm. and, and some of the same families yeah. for years and years and years. And so you're just building relationships and being authentic and then spiritual conversations may or may not come. Yeah. That's yeah. just a bonus yeah. of loving people well mm-hmm. and trying to just be authentic with who we are. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and, and two things come to mind in, in what each of you are saying. Number one is I think just the question of when people find out that you're a Christian, what is that going to make them think? Right. Yeah. Like if, because I've like I, I have distinct memories from <laughs> this is terrible, but like from high school and finding out one of our teachers was a Christian and active in their church. And I thought, really? Like, mm. Like that, like it kind of bummed, like obviously I'm happy the guy's a Christian, but like it sort of bummed me out, like the way that he carried himself on campus. Cause he was, he was, and not that it's a popularity contest, but he was not, Mm -hmm. let's put it this way. His reputation amongst the students was not for exuding the fruits of the spirit. We'll just leave it at that. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, and what, and I don't know the guy's story. I'm not trying to be judgmental, but the, but the point is, uh, when the, your, whether it's just from the way that you speak or from just opportunities for spiritual conversations, Mm -hmm. when the fact that you're a believer comes up is that a is that a positive thing yeah. or not even from someone who may be hostile to faith at least they know okay this is a person of high character who cares about me yeah. and is going to be kind and yes. fun and you know whatever just you know treat me fairly or whatever uh so there's that and then the second component of it is uh and this comes from playing playing the long game of course is you just uh, what i've found and I'm, I'm sure that you've each seen this in, in your different ways too is that you just never know when opportunities for ministry are going to come up. Uh, so for example, when, so one of the, the biggest ways I'm involved in the community that I've talked about in this podcast before is through sports coaching mm-hmm. where and it's like, you know, we're not, not having preteen prayers. We're not ha- yeah. like, there's yeah. nothing overtly Christian about it other than that. I try to be nice and I'm, you know, not a jerk and I'm encouraging to the kids yeah. and everything else, <laughs> but you know, kid goes in the hospital for appendicitis yeah. and mm-hmm. you go and you, you visit and the yeah. family's asking you, for prayer, because mm-hmm. I don't even know if they know my faith situation, right. right? Or even just a few weeks ago, had a kid on our basketball team. You know, hey, he's in the, uh, he's going to miss the game. He's actually in the hospital, had an asthma attack. We would take any 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 prayers, you know, at all. Yeah. And just to be able to extend to that family who I don't even know, yeah. to say, hey, just so you know, we're 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 praying for for him. Or oh, he was mm-hmm. released from the hospital. Hey, Matthew, my son, and I were have been praying for him, and Matthew was really happy that he was. He was released. I don't know if this, I don't know if they're believers. Yeah. I don't know if they're just random people just asking for prayer for mm-hmm. whatever, but there are opportunities to say, Hey, I'm in the crisis. I'm, I'm here for you. Yeah. And you don't get those opportunities if you're not present in the regular moments. Yeah, right? yeah totally. Yeah. Absolutely. So Ashley, something you said when we were, we were talking last week that I thought was so great, just in, in preparation for the episode is you told me something that you wish more people understood about public school teachers. Can you talk to us a little bit yes. about what that was? So it, it honestly breaks my heart whenever I hear people say that, uh, you know, public education is out to push an agenda or to brainwash our kids or, or whatever it may be. And I know that those are very extreme, but it really breaks my heart because I would say that 99%, 99.9, most all <laughs> educators that I have, have come across in my um, career are they want what's best for kids. 
They yeah. like they are in this career because they care about kids and they love kids and they value kids and they want what's best for kids. Yeah. And they believe in the power of education and they believe that education is freedom and that's what they want. Even coming from now at, at the county office and, and through the you know, seeing how different school districts take different legislation or implement different practices and so forth, seeing the decisions that are being made, no decision is ever made lightly. Mm-hmm. Every decision includes parents and community community members and students and every direction that a school goes, there is an intense process of ensuring that this is our vision and our mission and what we want to do with our school mm-hmm. because every educator 99% of them are good people who want what's best for kids. And yeah. I, I, I just want that to be so clear and so known that when there is maybe something in the curriculum that you don't agree with, or maybe there is something that's been said that goes maybe against the moral code of your family or whatever it may be, that you don't jump to this, this belief that, oh, they're just secular people who are just pushing their agenda because that's not the case at all. That yeah. I've ever come across with yeah. teachers. Yeah, and I know Heather, you were you were, we were talking about this yesterday. That that's been largely your experience as well with your mm-hmm. own kids. Oh teachers. yeah, yeah. I mean, I just kind of feel like they are pouring their heart and their yes. souls into my children day in and day mm-hmm. out. And you know, we're in the in the charter school system, so there's no union for the teachers, mm-hmm. and yeah. there's other expectations upon them in terms of for our charter. You know, I mean, they are there. They're early morning. They're there late at night. Um, not because you know they're getting paid a, the big bucks. It's they're there because they love <laughs> yeah. the kids. Yeah, and they yeah. I mean, I just I feel like one of the lenses I know myself and and other parents that have a heart for the school really try to keep in mind is assume the best. Yes. You know, really that mm-hmm. try to clarify. You know, get as much information as you can. Don't assume the worst. You know, try to walk your kids through the process that your teachers are human, Mm -hmm. that they might have things going on outside of the classroom that you might not be aware of. Um, You know, cut them some slack. (laughs) You know, they're just, they're, they're things for me to remember as a parent and they're things for me to, to help my kids remember as well. Yeah. Um, so that we don't, so we could just see them as, as people right. um, that mm-hmm. are to, doing the best they can. 99% yes. of the time they are doing the best darn job they can. Yeah. yeah. It, it, I, I think it's easy when we get real down on, on school in general, I mean, not just public school, but school in general. It, it's easy to sort of dehumanize teachers a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. And then, I mean, you've, I mean, both of you in different, different ways, but, but you spe- specifically, Ashley, you've just interacted with so many of them. Yeah. So I'd imagine you've been able to see. Mm-hmm. Kind of, this sounds silly to say, but sort of the human side of them more than yeah. more than most, and I would imagine that's increased sort of just your level of your empathy for yeah. them and the challenges mm-hmm. that they're facing. I yeah. mean, can you say a little bit more about Absolutely. that? Absolutely. So I think I work with a lot of schools on on implementing new frameworks or new uh, practices, and there are some teachers who are just resistant. Like, I don't want to change and I don't want, like, I'm not going to do that. This is the next new shiny thing. I'm not going to do it or whatever it may be. Super resistant. And at first when I was a teacher and I would see fellow teachers doing that, I'd be like, come on, like what? Just (laughs) 
do it. This is best for kids, right? But now from this side, I see, no, if somebody's resistant, there's always a reason, right? Mm, Or if someone is unhappy about something or someone is doing something different than what you would think, there's always a reason. And a lot of times that reason is, again, they're good people, right? If you're asking them to change their practices, they're probably wondering what's wrong with the practices they're already doing, Mm. right? This has worked for my kids. They're they're getting good test scores. I care about them. I poured my heart into this. Why do I need to change it? And it's not necessarily coming from a place of, no, I'm just going to stick my heels in the ground. And and that's just the case with really anything that you may see that may, and I love what you said, that may come across maybe as negative or this or that is understand they're human. There's usually a good reason and something that's going on within them. They want what's best for kids. And so you guys might disagree on how to do it, but ultimately you have to understand that we all have that same viewpoint and vision, which is what's best for kids. Yeah. Yeah. Even to recognize even that they're resistance, Mm -hmm. even if you're looking at it going, okay, this is just, yeah, come on, like this is a great thing. Let's get on board to recognize that even their resistance is, you know, 99 times out of a hundred rooted in, in their mind care for for kids. Yes. Right. Yeah. So it's not, we can, again, we can disagree, but we're not like, you don't care about the students, yep. which, which is just so easy to go there. It, I think yeah. in a lot of kind of more inflammatory yeah. conversations that sadly take yeah. place. And I think as a parent, I mean, we just, we love our kids and we yeah. are their advocate sure. and it is yeah. so we come in with that lens. My kid is right. My kid deserves this. You know, I mean that that's so easy to get in that mindset mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and to kind of, even unknowingly see that the teacher is the bad guy because you're getting the story from your kid of what's yeah. happened in the class and not that our kids are liars, but <laughs> yeah. right. But there's two perspectives well, and they sometimes are. And, <laughs> and, and what sure. I'm hearing is one side of the story. Yeah. And so if I can come in with a posture of, I know I'm just getting one side of the story. Mm-hmm. Can I listen to you? Can you listen to me? Can we have some trust yep. to to have the end goal in mind, which is we all want the kids to succeed. I want my kid to succeed. You want my kid to succeed. So let's go from there. And often I find that I have to earn the right because Mm -hmm. teachers have been attacked so often that they sometimes are on that defensive posture, not because of anything I'm doing, but because of what they've been through. (laughs) And so I feel like, okay, then I gotta, I gotta earn the right, for them to realize they don't need to be defensive. Yeah. We have the we both have the the same thing in mind. So yeah. let's mm-hmm. come to the table. Let me appreciate you. You appreciate me, and let's let's come to a resolution. Yeah. Yeah. So something uh, Heather related to that that I wanted to ask about was uh, we've talked in, in private conversations just about the your desire to have your the, your kids' teachers know that you are for them. Yeah. Right. That 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 is that is the that. Whatever you're teaching, whatever's going on, like in terms of subjects or whatever, teacher, as a parent, I am I'm for you. What does that look like practically? And and how do you go about sort of establishing that? Especially with teachers who, like you said, are, are I think sadly conditioned to kind of yeah. combative parents and, and have that built up resistance because of that. How do you go about letting teachers know you're for them? Um, I think it, it can happen in a variety of ways. I mean, I think it can I mean, kind of like how you earn trust in any environment. You know, you, you come in with humility, and I think you you come in trying to serve a need that's already been identified. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, or even just asking, you know, what do you, mm-hmm. what do you need? Um, you know, in the, in the, the little, in the little grades, you know, yeah, it's usually sure. super practical. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it can be doing a project at home. It can be coming into the classroom. It can be teaching PE, mm-hmm. um, art docent, what, you know, I, I mean, whatever the, the teacher needs in the later years, I feel like there's less classroom involvement and more kind of big picture involvement mm-hmm. in creating an atmosphere where the teachers feel appreciated. Yeah. Um, that they feel like the parents are are for them, that we have their back, that we're, you know, I mean, I'm yeah. I'm we're in the middle of Teacher Appreciation Week this <laughs> week, so yeah. you know, I spent my morning getting some some things together for the teachers. We put on a luncheon yesterday. You know, that yeah. it's just a partnership, mm-hmm. so that maybe they don't feel like every parent is for them, but they know there are parents yeah. on that campus yeah. that are for them. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Ashley, I'd be curious from from your perspective, having been a, a teacher mm-hmm. and I'm sure encountered parents all over the map, mm-hmm. how is it, what were some things that you were able to observe in some parents that allowed you to kind of let your defense down a little bit to say, okay, this is a, a parent who wants to partner with me and isn't going to be antagonistic or, or whatever the case may be? Yeah. So, well, my first five years uh, teaching was actually at a, a continuation high school. So mm-hmm. there were a lot of super involved parents. So when I moved down to, um, we had a handful, but not too many personal experiences with that. And then I moved down to LA and I was teaching at a, you know, a large conference of high yeah. school down in Irvine. And that was the, the parents who were really involved. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I basically seen both extremes. And um, I think one of the things that was really, really overwhelming or just this overwhelming gratitude was just like what you said, we had luncheons that the parents would provide for Mm -hmm. teachers. And what was so incredible about them is they would be cultural. And so we had a lot of diversity in the school where I was. And so they, we had a large Korean population. And so uh, the parents would put on like this traditional Korean luncheon for the teachers and they would share some of their traditions and um, just talk about their hopes and dreams for their kids and provide us delicious food. And it was one of those things that was like, you don't have to do this and yet you are. And we Mm -hmm. just being able to eat a nice hot lunch (laughs) during your lunch break is phenomenal. Usually you're scarfing down, you know, peanut butter and jelly still as a teacher (laughs) when you're teaching in the classroom. So, um, and then whenever I've had one-on-one conversations with, with parents, it has been just that let's, we want what's best for, for your kid. And so Mm -hmm. let's talk about what are some struggles, what are some things that work at home that maybe I can try in the classroom and just being open with them and honest and transparent and presuming positive. Yeah, Mm -hmm. no, that's great. I think something that just as a, as a, parent of, of young kids that I part of what I'm trying to do with with both of my kids teachers is is doing little things to let them know that I'm I'm with them I'm yeah. for them I'm mm-hmm. here to help and and I, and I want to be careful in saying this well I'll just say it and then I'll I'll give my caveats and part of the reason I, I do that is that in the event that a difficult conversation came up maybe yeah. an issue with my with one one of my children mm-hmm. that in that moment, I now have sort of a bank of credibility with this teacher mm-hmm. so that they can know, okay, we can have a reasonable conversation yeah. and, you know, yeah. the Kylie's are not going to come after me or the yeah. Kylie's aren't going to get unreasonably upset or whatever the whatever the case may be. Now, my, my caveat to that is that's not my ulterior motive in that, you know, it's not like I remember back when I first got my soccer referee certification, there was a guy in the class who said, 
uh, he, I'm in the class so I can argue with the referees better and say I'm certified too. I'm like, well, you sound like a you sound like a pleasant <laughs> that individual, is impressive. right? Like, I'm like, I'll bet you're really nice in other areas of your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so it's not like that where I'm like, hey, yeah. I'm just here so I can. <laughs> yeah. I have the right to cause trouble for you later. Yeah. But rather, I'm here for a variety of reasons. One of which is so that if something comes up, you know that we're together in this. We are mm-hmm. partners in the education of my of my child, mm-hmm. uh, that I'm, I'm supportive of you and you can know that I'm not going to attack you in the process of if there's a need to advocate for my child, or if you have to tell me something negative about my child mm-hmm. that, you know, that I'll acknowledge. Yeah, you're, yeah, that sounds about yeah. right. Yeah, like, <laughs> let's, let's figure that out together. Yeah. So I think that that's, you know, that's something that's built up over just small deposits, yeah. um, mm-hmm. small deposits over time. Now, uh, one other kind of subject I want to hit, uh, and then maybe, uh, maybe, Heather, we'll start with you and then go to uh, Ashley, is is from my vantage point, there, there, fe- there seems to be a, a little bit of fear about public school when it com- from some Christian parents. I want to be careful not to broad stroke here, yeah. but I, mm-hmm. I hear a fair amount of, of fear. And to what extent is that fear justified? Uh, to what extent is that based on misunderstanding? And then kind of how can we go about overcoming these sorts of fears as we seek to parent our kids and kind of navigate them through the public school environment. Yeah. I think that, I think fear is a very real response as a parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever they're outside your home, um, <laughs> in any environment, you know, I mean, it's just, it, it's, it's all of our protective instincts kick in mm-hmm. to gear and, and fear itself isn't bad. I mean, fear can be a warning sign for something that, sure. that is, is a real threat to Absolutely. your child. And so I think for me, I was just talking um, on the phone to the girlfriend yesterday about you know, that, that the fear is real and then it's the discernment process for mm-hmm. what is the source of the fear. Is it based in reality? Is it based in, you know, kind of my own imagination running amok yeah. <laughs> of something that's not reality? Sure. Um, and and then my ability to sort of not just run with the fear and lots of assumptions and then yeah. kind of had that... Um, knee-jerk response without really investigating it. So I think Mm. there's a lot of discernment in knowing myself. What are my triggers? Where where is my fear kicking in? Because honestly, I just want to have more control over Mm -hmm. my children. And where is it a a fear that I just need to surrender them more under the control of of God and the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit and and trust that he's at work in their life? Yeah. and I need to know the facts and I need to know <laughs> mm-hmm. my kid yeah. because, you know, one, I, I mean, I have really different fears for my daughter than I had for my son. Yeah. And that is a real, it's just real, yep. you know, yeah. like uh, my mama fear is super more intense <laughs> with my daughter yeah. <laughs> than with my son. It just is. Um, and so I need to know myself and my own triggers and then God's mm-hmm. voice and mm-hmm. really discerning through that process and not just having that well, that's it, you know, mm-hmm. kind yeah. of response. Yeah. Ashley, any thoughts on, on that? So with that, I, I just keep thinking back to, to my parents and um, how they, they raised my brother and I going through public education. And big shout out, mom and dad. I think they <laughs> killed it. <laughs> um, so Josh and I went to uh, public school first through third grade, and then we went to a private school fourth through seventh. And um, they decided to put us back into public education in seventh grade. And that was a decision that they intentionally made 
And there were a couple reasons for it. They decided that they wanted, they knew, because public education is a, is a small um, micro system of the world, yeah. right? And so you are like, once we leave the house, we're going to be in the world. And yep. so they wanted us to be in the world to see what, what the secular world consists of while we still lived under their roof and had to follow their rules. Right. Yeah. And so it was the, for them, they're like, we want you to experience some things that may, you know, be part of the world so that way you can come home and you can talk to us and you can say, Hey, this happened and we can share with you. Yes. Some people in the world bully and they yeah. say things like that. And here's what God says about it. And here's how you can respond and be a light and, and be a minister in this season. And so we just had that relationship where I was able to come home and share things. And I remember specifically my mom would, uh, show me in the textbook, uh, we, and I know that there's debate over this and I'm not going to talk about it, but, uh, my family does not believe in, in that God created the world through evolution. I know some Christians mm-hmm. do, and that's fine. I'm not going to go into that, but that they didn't, they do not believe that it was through evolution. And so when, um, we were learning about evolution in, in the public school system. My mom actually took out the textbook and she talked about it and she showed why some people believe that way. And then she took out the Bible and she showed what we believe and why we believe that way. And then she helped me formulate. So if you get questions about this in the classroom and, and if this gets brought up, these are some things that you can answer and really just helped me learn how to navigate um, when things were going on. And so I just think that that was uh, a great way to approach it not from a fear perspective of, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, what if they start teaching this new required thing in the curriculum? Or what if my kid gets bullied? Or what if my kid's in the locker room and hears certain things that their peers are or- saying in locker room talk and whatever, but more of that's going that's going to happen eventually at some point in their yeah. lives. And so w- we need to, as parents, come alongside them and show them, hey, this is where what we can do and how we can minister and what God says about it. Um, and then another thing is in terms of fear, I think that it's, it's okay to go. Educators are good people who want what's best for kids, right? Like we've established that. So, (laughs) so another example that my parents did is my freshman year, there was a required reading and in the reading, there were some really heavy things in there Mm -hmm. that as a, a, 13, 14 year old young woman, my mom did not want me reading. Mm-hmm. And my mom was one of those who read all of my books before I did, <laughs> just so she can know what to talk to me about. Yeah. And we actually went and we had a meeting with the teacher and with the principal and said, and my mom's like, I don't want her to have to read this book. It was an outside of class reading. Um, we She'll continue to do the work. It's not like we were trying to get out of the work, but we want to find a different book that she can do her, her book report on and so forth. And they were more than willing to work with us. Yeah. And coming now from, from the administrative side and the the teacher side, absolutely, if a parent were to come and express their fears, we would be more than willing to work with them on something that's very, very specific like that. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. great. What I what I love about your your parents' perspective, which I think is so great, is the uh, kind of clarity regarding convictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, here's what we believe, and we're gonna we're gonna stand by that, and we want to understand what it is we believe, uh, while at the same time seeing even even when you're being taught things that are maybe contrary to what they mm-hmm. believe, that it's that it's not fear, it's not. Oh, just shut it down. It's not well. Everything the school's telling you is bogus. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Well, let's 
let's open up God's word and see what it has to say. Mm-hmm. And let's, how can we understand what you're being taught in that context? And just yeah. creating that openness for dialogue. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's something, I mean, that's a, first of all, that's a difficult thing to do. So I think kudos to your parents for yeah. even trying. Yeah. And then for them having the credibility uh, with you and, and your, your brother, you said? Yeah, yeah brother. brother. Uh, to be able to have those types of conversations, uh, I think is, I think is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that, as parents, there's a lot in public school land to be afraid of. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. there's a lot in the world to be yes. afraid of. Like, what's yes. going to happen when they, you know, oh, gosh, so many things, right, uh, that that it's easy to, to be afraid of. But I think that even, A, creating that posture of, of openness with you, within your own home. I mean, even just had a conversation with my boys the other day about, about language because mm-hmm. a, a neighbor kid used a word that we don't want. Our yeah. kids using, uh, and I just said, to, I said to him, said to both of them, I said, boys, if you ever hear a word at school and you're not sure if it's appropriate or not, you can come ask me or come ask, you know, Mama, and we're not gonna get mad. We're not gonna, you're yeah. not gonna get in trouble. Yeah. We'll just let you know. Yeah, no, that's maybe not, <laughs> yeah. maybe not a word to say, right? And and obviously that's such a small thing. Mm-hmm. There are such, you know, such bigger bigger issues out there. But I think just to recognize that part of exposing your child to sort of the marketplace of ideas, if you will, is they're going to come across some ideas that mm-hmm. are that are challenging to the to the belief system that we want to instill in them, yeah. challenging to to your own family's personal philosophies, and just to create an environment where kids can intellectually engage and kind of wrestle with those things yeah. in the safety of the home, as mm-hmm. opposed to once they're yes. Out of the nest, and yeah. literally, God knows where they're going to get there yeah. to get their information. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's critical, and it it's a way of I think instilling in our kids, I think confidence in their faith, uh, sort of instilling in them the practice of intellectual engagement, mm-hmm. but not letting them be consumed by fear. Yeah, which yes. is an easy response to take. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, any additional thoughts on that before I move on, or? <laughs> Uh, okay, so next thing is what opportunities, uh, Heather, we'll start with you on this one. What are kind of some opportunities for ministry uh, or spiritual conversations have you seen come from uh, from volunteering and serving in schools? Um, well, I think that the spiritual conversations have just come from friendships yeah. um, mm-hmm. that I formed through the years uh, when it's, you know, just kind of natural and appropriate to, to start talking about deeper things. Um, you're not, I'm not usually having spiritual conversations while I'm setting out lattes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and tying ribbon right. around things. Um, right. but in terms of, uh, but, but they come in time, uh, when, uh, yeah, I, I've had lots of, of really meaningful conversations with people. Um, and, and they've impacted me too. I mean, yeah, I think that's sure. what I love about, it's just not me serving them. It's I, yeah. I feel like we've we yep. I build friendships mm-hmm. in yeah. serving the school. I have you know friends, yeah, that we've known for years, families that have been involved in my kid's life, and I've been involved in their kid's life, and um and we care about one another. And yeah. we've done that around the school. Yeah. That's well, it's how like we what met. we tell yeah. people here, like get yeah. involved serving here at Bridgeway. And that's a key way to make friends and build relationships. Right. It's mm-hmm. similar at school, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's you spend so much time there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How can you not become friends? Yeah. Um, well, the other question was kind of. 
practical? Oh, of? well, uh, my second my question is written down in front of us, but I didn't ask it. But it's a, but it's the question I wanted to get to next, which was going to be uh, what advice would you give as someone who's you I mean, your kids have just been in the been in the yeah. system for a long time. I mean, you look at a family like mine where we're just sort of starting out and I know we have so many, you know, young families here at Bridgeway or amongst our listeners. What advice would you give to a family that's just starting out in public school and says, "Hey, we want to we want to maximize the opportunity that's in front of us here." Yeah. Um Oh, I have so much. Um, <laughs> be present. Um, I talk a lot about, uh, to, to young moms especially, is um, get out of your car, <laughs> uh, meet yeah. the teacher, meet the other parents. If they're socials, go to the socials. Yeah. Um, that we have, we have the power to, to create an atmosphere, to create an environment, yeah. and we contribute to that atmosphere and that environment. So mm. um, wherever you can serve and be involved and invested in the community, we're, we're, we're creating that sense of family and sense of community. Um, one of the reasons we chose the school we're in was because the ch- in the original charter was parental involvement. Mm-hmm. And so we knew we were becoming a part of a culture that the parents involved was really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're a different school now than we were 15 years ago. Um, but that but that family environment, just being a, an instrument of creating that on a school campus is just, it's huge. Yeah. Um, and it, it's as practical as... Um, serving in the you know the crossing guard line mm-hmm. you know one of, I heard a couple of teachers like early on I think I don't know my kids were like in second or third grade and the teachers and the, the crossing guard people were getting flipped off and that just it just yeah. broke my, my heart <laughs> and sworn at it, yeah. and it just it really yeah. it broke my heart yeah. as a parent because I thought we don't need we don't want to start our day like this yeah. and what are we saying to our you know, our teachers and our administrators that are trying to help kids get out of the car. And, um, and so I signed up to serve, you know, (laughs) because I'm like, I just want to be a smiling face. I want to be a wave. I want to be, I'm going to help your kid get out of the car because we need this, Mm -hmm. this needs to change in this environment. Um, so it can be practical like that, wherever you hear, there might be some negative kind of culture being created. How can you be a positive force to kind of, you know, be the opposite of that yeah. culture being created. Where can you bring positivity, hope, love, cheerfulness? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and it's it's just practical. It right. it's not I don't know. I didn't feel like I was on a mission every day that I had to get there early and wave at people. <laughs> but but I knew deep in my heart that that's what God wanted me to do was to Yeah, I think this comes back to what you shared the very in the first thing that you shared with us is you became became a Christian because of people of Christians who were in public schools who were ministering to you. And I know I've I've had a few friends who have chosen to to take their kids out of public schools and and that's everybody, you know, they have to make the choices right for them. But I remember when she was first telling me that my heart broke a little bit because it's like we need to be in the public schools. Like we need Christians there who's going to provide that joy and that hope and that light, whether it's parents who are volunteering or um, students who are attending. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. I love what you said too about uh, recognizing that, that you contribute to the environment, that we are not 
simply passive observers yeah. to our elementary school or, or junior yeah. high or high school environment that really we have the power and some of us based on personality our effect on our environments varies yeah, right? right but we all have the ability to uh, to be a positive you know a net positive difference or a negative you know we yeah. can we can also bring things down yeah. and I mean even just your perspective of you know go to where things aren't going great and try to help turn because <laughs> I'll be that. honest there is part of me that's like okay we want to avoid that that just sounds like a snake pit and I'm gonna go over yeah. here where everyone's already happy and smiley and I'm just gonna be one other happy and smiley person yeah. uh, so I mean but I think that's great just, and and to recognize even I mean the crossing guard thing is such a great example because really that's a that's a space where as one person, you can dramatically change yeah. Yeah. the space around mm-hmm. you, right? Um, and, you know, risk getting flipped off in the process. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but be ready to uh, yeah. to absorb it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Ashley, any thoughts on that just from your perspective, having been, uh, again, obviously not a parent, but you've been a, mm-hmm. been a teacher. I mean, what would, you, what would you say from the teacher side or the administrator side to say, hey, as, as you families are wanting to wanting to be a light on your your campuses or, or in your in the schools uh these are some things some things that are helpful any any thoughts well i i think that heather really really covered a lot of it whatever um whenever there is a need for volunteers it is it is so it is like a a breath of fresh air when you have a parent who is just willing and reliable. Yeah. yeah. There is a parent community that, that I meet with a parent advisory committee that I meet with once a month for one of our, our programs that I run for PCOE. And, um, it is just so incredible, you know, okay, they're going to show up. And we had this annual family and community event that we planned. And at first I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can't take on another thing to plan. I'm so busy. And then I was like, wait a second. I didn't have to do anything, right? <laughs> the parents took it on and they what they what parents can contribute to a school is absolutely incredible. Yeah. And if parents knew that impact, yeah. I I would hope that more of them would be you know, like we need you and you make a huge difference, especially if you're the kind who's gonna bring joy and be reliable. Yeah. 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 And I can I say Please. I think it's really important too to to serve in your like know your season know what you're capable of know what you have time for so you can be reliable so your yes can be yes so that you can have the follow-through um but to know what you're good at too you know that I think that you know when I worked part-time I was able to contribute a certain amount to the school when I'm working full-time I'm I'm in a different role you know but really trying to strategically think okay what what do I have time for where's my heart at Mm -hmm. I mean one year I don't know. I I was crazy or something, and I signed up to do this job where I had it was like super detail oriented, and it was awful because I'm not super detail oriented, mm-hmm. and everybody got the wrong shirt size, and <laughs> no, and the right amount of money didn't come in. I mean, it was just yeah. a train wreck. Yeah, because I wasn't. I was trying to meet a need, but it wasn't in my skill set. And yeah. so I think I've learned from then. I mean, right now, my my role on the PSP board is I'm the hospitality coordinator, which is so in my skill set because yeah. I just love creating environments for people where they feel welcome and, yeah. you know, that it's fun. Um, and so I think helping figuring out, you know, what your limitations are. Do you have littles yeah. that you have to bring with you? Yeah what your time frame is and what you're good at. You know, I mean, yep. I did tons of jobs that I wasn't necessarily great at, but mm-hmm. um, but that helps you be faithful and follow yeah. through and all those things too. Yeah. And on on that same note, there are, so I'm, I'm a working mom, right? I work full time and my kid is um, has childcare. And so I wouldn't be able to go yeah. serve right. um, in, on his 
school in four years when he ends up in school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but know that you are not being, if that is you, you are not being judged. So right. teachers are not saying, yeah. oh, how come Johnny's mom never comes volunteer? That is never, that is not even a thing. Yeah. And so if that is a fear that you have as well as we're talking about serving and being involved and so forth, there's like, I wouldn't be able to just know that that's not a fear that you should have. That's a misunderstanding. And, and teachers and administrators are not feeling that way at all. And in that case, it would just be when you do have conversations and interactions yeah. with teachers and maybe if it is pick up and drop off or something as, as little as that, just being that light and that and that presence of Christ is is enough. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. even one of the moms I was talking to yesterday, you know, she's like sending an encouraging email when things are going well. Yeah. It's yeah. like. You know, no, very few teachers get that. Yep. You know, you yeah. get you get the emails when there's something going wrong. And yep. so she's like, I intentionally send emails when things are going well. Hey, yeah. we, That's awesome. as teachers, That's we great. try to be intentional about <laughs> yeah. that too. Yeah. Don't just call home when things are bad. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. that's that's great. Yeah. I remember, uh, I think it was maybe the Halloween party. I, I took an hour or two off and, and went and volunteered in, in my kindergarten son's classroom. And I love what the teacher said. Uh, she said something to the effect of, oh, we've got you know a bunch of mommies and a daddy here today uh, to, to help in the classroom. And she said to the kids, don't feel bad if you're mom or dad can't mm. come here because not every parent can. And she used herself as an example. She yeah. said, I can't go do things in my child's classroom because I'm here with all of you. So yeah. it's okay if they if they can't be here. And I thought, right. okay, number one, that shows a great perspective yeah. towards the parents, like you were just saying, Ashley. Mm-hmm. Number two, that's great instruction for the kids that it's yeah. not like, oh, well, the mommies and daddies who really love their kids yeah. are here. And it's like, yeah. no, just, it's we all have different jobs and you know, mm-hmm. your mom and dad is going to be home with you in the evening and not out at work. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, That's how it goes. Um, so I think that's a that's a, a big one too. And I just think in general, whether it's the ability to be involved during the school day or to volunteer at all, or to your point, Heather, about kind of what you volunteer to do, I think it's important that we're not letting guilt and obligation yeah. be yes. a big part of this. Mm-hmm. Because like you were saying, you have to find what's fun for you, what's life-giving. I mean, do you want to consider, hey, where's the need? Yes. Of course. But it's like, hey, this there's a need here, and it's going to make me absolutely miserable, yes. and I'm going to be lousy at it. Like, you know what? <laughs> no. That doesn't have your name on it. <laughs> yeah. So really, for everyone's sake. Yeah, we don't want you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, don't do that. Yeah, right? <laughs> Teacher says, yeah, no, we're, we're good. We'll yeah. find somebody else, right? So so I think it's important to and just figure, hey, what's what's a small way or a big way? You yeah. know, and I like you're saying, Heather, I had to go through that. Like, okay, what's what's realistic for mm-hmm. my involvement yes. in mm-hmm. child number one's classroom? What's realistic for involvement in child number two's classroom? And, you know, you don't, you don't need to be the parent that's the be-all and end-all because yeah. right. that typically can, can it, A, leads to burnout. B, can be a sign of, okay, maybe I'm in this for something more than just, yeah. just needing the validation and all mm-hmm. of that, which is something for us to mm-hmm. kind of all work through. Okay, so we're running out of time here, but there were two, two I'm going to skip a couple things we we're going to talk about, but two things I want to make sure we we hit is, um, Heather, maybe we'll, we'll, go, we'll go to you for this one, is uh, what are some mistakes that we can make. Actually, we're going to have both of you answer this because I want to hear your perspective on this too, Ashley. What are some mistakes that parents and families can make when they, maybe well-meaning, well-intentioned, but just ways that we can try to be involved, try to be a light that just aren't maybe going to be as effective? Yeah. Um, I actually wrote a couple down. Um, I put good intentions, but bad execution. <laughs> mm. um, you know, not asking if our ideas are going to work. Um, I've I feel like I had some great, big, grand ideas in the beginning. 
um, that just didn't work. And I wonder if that would have been, you know, if I had asked it, hey, do you think this would work? Mm, they might have given me yeah. some good input because um, because I just don't know the school culture as well, obviously, as I know the church culture. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think there's some ignorance of the complex environment that the teachers and the administrators are navigating. I'm realizing that more and more um, as I have some teacher friends now that are, you know, kind of revealing some of the complexities. And I'm like, oh, I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea <laughs> that you were lot. navigating that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I think that um, people, Sometimes the parent wanting kind of special favors or the inside scoop mm-hmm. because that they've served, they kind of yeah. feel like they deserve something. Um, again, we just can't go in with that mentality um, and Good. not handling privacy issues appropriately. You know, just I just I, I cannot talk about, you know, kids I observe in class. I can't if I overhear information. It's yes. just we just have to be really, really careful with the privacy issues and, you know, just not we just overly careful with that um and then i already said just serving where we're not gifted or um, not competent yeah that's that is you went through that list very quickly but that is a great list that is it like (laughs) man there's there is a lot a lot there and a lot to keep in mind and i love especially the idea of of it's almost like to put it in different words relying on the expertise of of the teacher yeah i think that's almost a way of showing honor as well to be like hey i'm coming into your your yeah. kind of your kingdom, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, how do things work? So I think that's that's man. That yeah. whole list was really helpful. Yeah, that's Ashley, definitely that's definitely huge. There are a lot of things I've had, you know, conversations with very well-meaning, well-intentioned yes. parents who want you know to do X, Y, and Z, and and it's uh, either I don't have control over that, or that's not going to work out, or um. So my biggest thing is is presume positive of your teachers, yeah. right? If you go into any conversation or any sort of, hey, I need to email my teacher to ask about this or my kid's teacher to ask about this or I want to volunteer and I want to uh, provide ideas for this, really going in, really believing the positive in the other person. And then I loved the way that you worded that, just kind of... Um, I can't think of the word, but but giving it over to their expertise, right? Mm-hmm. And understand, hey, is this going to work best? The privacy thing is real. We yeah. have FERPA laws that are right. That is not something that that we just say kind of nicely. Just <laughs> oh, be, that is that yeah, is a legal requirement. A so I'm really glad that you brought that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. And I uh, something that I, that I've I've tried to and I'm I'm so new at this. I'm talking about respecting expertise. I have zero expertise, but just something that I'm, I mean, it's something I'm trying to apply across the board, but certainly as it comes to, to being on, on, on campus and, and interacting with teachers and administrators is just really making sure that, that I am non-combative in my demeanor and everything. And I, like as passionate as I am about a lot of different things, I try really hard not to come across at least in person as combative. Uh, so, and I think just to really, to check our hearts and to say, okay, even when I'm in advocacy mode, yeah, what which is necessary, yes, and we is. didn't really get a chance to talk about that yeah. a whole lot, but mm-hmm. that's a very real thing, and yep. there are times to do totally. that. What does it look like to advocate from a positive place yes. uh, as opposed to advocate from a from a combative place? Because mm-hmm. I think, I mean, you can be right in your advocacy and wrong in your posture, and you're wrong. Yeah, and you're wrong. You know, I mean, I, it's interesting. I I had a conversation recently in a, in the lobby with, with a family. I don't 
recall their names, to be honest. They were not people that were known to me. And the long story short of the situation was the the parent was was angry that the child was having to give a world religions report and they weren't allowed to choose Christianity. Or it was like Christianity or Judaism, I think. And they were like, oh, it's bias. Oh, it's this and that. What do we, you know, what do we do about this? And I mean, my just, again, disposition and everything else, like my bar for like, okay, we need to scream and shout about this is really high. (laughs) But so I'm listening to this and I'm just going like, okay, well, let presume positive. Maybe it's not bias. Maybe it's, there are lots of Christians and Jewish people around here and lots of people with strong opinions about Christianity and Judaism, positively or negatively. And maybe... The teacher is trying to make the emphasis on the report and not on how do we feel about this. I said it's like if I was telling our kids to do a report on a president, I might say don't do any president in the last you know 30 years because people tend to have strong opinions one way or other about them, whereas you're not going to get people going like, oh my gosh, they taught my kid about James K. Polk in school today. Like, no, you know, like, yeah. whatever we would have thought back then, we don't think that now. So I just said maybe, you know, anyway, try to say – is there a not it's not bias, you know, and then I and then this is the simple question I asked. And this is the, the filter I want to run so much of my public school involvement through is I just said, let's say you decide to get mad at the teacher about this. Let's say you decide to send that email or you decide to let them know. I don't appreciate you being biased against Christianity and all that. Do you think that teacher is going to come out of that with a more positive view or a less positive view mm-hmm. of Christianity? And she looked at me and she's like, less positive. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I absolutely love that. And I think too, just in those situations, it's okay to be an advocate and speak up. But the, yeah. but what I would love as a teacher is to get an email, say, Hey, you know, Johnny says, I don't know why I keep saying Johnny. <laughs> Johnny says that he can't do his world religions report on Christianity. And I, I'm just curious as, as to your reasons yeah. why, because I'm telling you there's reasons why maybe yeah. that was yep. the example she did in class. And so they have to do their own other yeah. one too, you yeah. know? So yeah. yeah. Going straight to the assuming and it's, you know, Hey, yeah. is the negative possible? Sure, yeah. it is, but it going is. straight there is, yeah. is, yeah. is is not the best yeah. posture. Okay, last right. last question, Heather. This this one's for you, and, and we talked about this yesterday, and I just, I just love what you had to say about it. Yeah. When you think about how do you want Bridgeway families to be known in our public schools, from 12 Bridges to Western Sierra to <laughs> all the... I'm just picking the ones our kids go to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I forget the names of the... Like Granite Oaks, whatever. Yeah. Across our region. When you think about how you want Bridgeway families to be known by staff, teachers, administrators, what what comes to mind? What are your kind of dreams for that? Um, yeah, I mean, I would just I would love for Bridgeway families to be known as people you can count on um, that are there to to serve, to love, to be positive, to to meet a need, to be invested. Yeah. Um, you know, just that that they're they're positive mm-hmm. effect on the culture. Yeah. Of wherever they're going, wherever they're serving, um, and that that they're present. Yeah, that they're present, that they're positive. Yeah, the teachers find out. Oh, a Bridgeway family. Right. You know. Yeah. And that's a and that's a good thing. And we have the power to do that. Yes. <laughs> that's the, we do. You know, yeah, you know? we are involved in so many schools, and there's so many families here that are just really. I mean. Yeah, I I get to hear the stories because people know I have a passion for schools. But even yesterday, I had some friends telling me some things that God's doing on campuses. And it is just, it's amazing. Yeah, Yeah. And it's families making those little deposits Mm -hmm. faithfully, 
over time. Anyway, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's awesome. And great stuff comes out of it. Yeah. So that's awesome. All right. Well, thank you to both of you. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Really that appreciate went by fast. That's, it. It did go by fast. I thought it did anyway. Yes, it did. <laughs> uh, hopefully it went by fast for you, the listener. And uh, I have, anyway, so much more we could say, but great, great stuff. Really appreciate you, Heather and Ashley, for, for coming on. Thanks to Brenton and Montana for doing what you do on the video side of things. Thank you to Lucian Hughes, who is back at work after the birth of Tambor Lou Hughes not that long ago. Congratulations, baby number three. Appreciate you making us sound good. Thanks to all of you for listening. We'll be back for the start of season three of the Engaging Culture Podcast in two weeks. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Engaging Culture, a podcast by Bridgeway Christian Church. If you enjoyed the show, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. Music is used under the Creative Commons license and is provided by Dexter Britton.